A quarter of the way through the season, where do the Boston Celtics stand? I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Show is available for free Monday through Friday, and it's on every podcast platform, including YouTube. You can get every episode where uh, on LockedOnCeltics.com. So I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And I'm here for you Monday through Friday. Today I'm going to talk about a piece that I've got publishing on Boston Sports Journal on uh, in the morning. A look at the Celtics at the first turn of the season. Basically three big storylines. So each segment's going to be one of these. First, the defense and the offense in general. Second, Jason Tatum. Third, Marcus Smart. A dive into the numbers. A look, a, a deep look into what are the numbers telling us 25% into the season. This is our first chance to get significant measurements on this team. It's not the be-all, end-all. There's 75% of the season left. There's so much that can change, but there's something to be told, a story to be told statistically, a quarter of the way into the season. Today's show is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is an app that can help you stop falling for subscription scams. You can cancel today through Truebill. It's a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you do not want or need. It can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So let's start here with a look at the Celtics' offense and defense. Current offensive rating is 106. That's 21st in the NBA. Current defensive rating is 104.9. That's 6th in the league. Remember earlier in the season, we were talking about how the Celtics' defense was in the bottom third? Now it's 6th in the NBA. So right away, here's here's one big uh, plus. At the quarter pole here, not the quarter pole, that, that means something else. At, at the first turn here, uh, the Celtics have turned their defense around significantly, all right? the What we're looking for here is trends in the statistics. Uh, the Celtics' defensive rating is, uh, it was at 107.7 over the first six games in October. Uh, in November, it was 103.7, so they had a four-point difference. Uh, just so you know, you know, offensive defensive rating is points allowed or points scored, per 100 possessions. So the Celtics 103.7 defensive rating for the month of November is they gave up 103.7 points per 100 possessions. That's great. It was fourth best in the NBA for the month of November. And basically what we saw defensively is once they got past the switch everything thing, which was, as as I've said before, it was uh, an immersion therapy in a, in a way for the Celtics. They... We're very obviously going to move past that 
in in the the long term. They did. The defense improved. Here we are. So the first thing that we're seeing, the first bit of evidence that we're seeing for the Celtics is the defense, which we expected to be good, is good. Ime Odoka, defensive-minded guy. The Celtics with a bunch of defensive-minded players. They're, they're good. They're good defensively. That's going to keep them afloat, right? That's going to keep them at at least 500 until their offensive stuff is figured out. Now let's look at the offense really quick. And when I look at the numbers, first of all, their, their offensive rating jumped a bunch. So October 103.5, November 107.2, you say, oh, wow, that's great. But I think that was a league-wide adjustment to the way officiating was called, just, just to the whole uh, way the NBA was going in general. Because the Celtics in October, their rating was 21st. They jumped all those points 19th. The, the entire league improved offensively. So a four-point jump in offensive rating didn't really amount to much. Shooting seems to be at the heart of this. Obviously, I looked at the shooting numbers for the top five three-point shooters by attempt. Jason Tatum down 7%. Jalen Brown down almost 3%. Marcus Smart down more than 4%. Dennis Schroeder down one, almost 1.5%. Al Horford down almost 8%. Crazy how much the Celtics are off their normal shooting percentages with their top their top five guys. You got to get down to Grant Williams before you get to a guy who's outperforming his historic shooting percentage. He's a third year player. Same with Romeo Langford. Josh Richardson is coming in and he's he's making thirty four percent of his three pointers versus thirty three percent. But that's because he's taking fewer three pointers. He's not taking as many. He's not making more. It's not like his his percentage is going up because he's making more shots. He's taking fewer, so his percentage is up. That doesn't really count necessarily to me. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. It does count because he's being better about the shots that he's taking. If he's going to be a mid-range guy and he's going to be awesome at the mid-range, then fine, take the mid-range. If you're going to hit it at a good percentage, fine, that's fine. I'd rather have him do that than take the threes. Right now, fine, he's taking... Uh, one fewer three-pointer per game. Really the most reliable three-point shooters, and, and I never thought I'd say this, the most reliable three-point shooters on the Celtics right now are Grant Williams and Romeo Langford. And so Grant and Romeo are way outperforming their three-point shooting. Romeo is f- 15 of 35 this season. He was 10 of 45 coming into the season in his career, which is, you know, he, he didn't play a ton, but, you know, It's still interesting to say that. So I think because the Celtics are shooting so far below their three-point expectations, I think there is room for a correction. There's room for these guys to get closer, at least closer. Maybe they don't all get back to their normal or what their historic shooting is, but Tatum is not going to shoot 7% below his three-point normal three-point percentage. Horford can't shoot 8% below his normal three-point percentage. That can't be the, the norm for him. Uh, Schroeder might, he, he's down one, one and a half. That, that's, that, that's a normal aberration. Jalen Brown being down 2.7%, eh, maybe he'll get back up. Maybe it won't be so bad. But that's not way out of whack. Marcus Smart down 4.5%. That's way out of whack, even for Marcus Smart. When I get to Marcus Smart, the shooting numbers on Marcus Smart, 
watch what what they are. They, I will say that I was I was right about a few things when it comes to Marcus Smart, but his shooting numbers are super super interesting. That's coming up in the third segment. I think there's a correction coming up. These guys are going to shoot better. Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum took 1,500 regular season three pointers coming into this season. He, he hit almost 40 percent, 39 and a half percent of those. You're not going to tell me that after just 177 that the 31.5% is just now the norm. This is just what he shoots now. I, I will not accept that. The evidence is here. 1,507 regular season three-point attempts, and he's hit 39.6% of those. You're not going to tell me that 31.6%, 8% less, a full 8% less than his career regular season numbers over just 177 attempts that is not the norm. That is an aberration, and that will stabilize. History, years and years, 1,000, 1,500 three-pointers tells us, history tells us this is going to change. So we'll see what the offense becomes. But I think the Celtics offense, which is now in basically the lower third, what does the shooting normalizing make it? Middle of the pack, can they get it up to the top 10? Top five defense, top 10 offense. This will be a good team. That's a good basketball team. Is it great? Top five in both categories is great. Top five in one, top 10 in the other is really good. And that's where the Celtics, they actually have a chance if their shooting normalizes to get to that point. Jason Tatum's evolution is interesting. The passing numbers, when you look at where the Toronto game stood out compared to the, the numbers that he's ha- he has uh, over the course of the season. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about that when I come back. First, True Bill, did you know why? Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Because it's a, a scam. Greedy corporations are out to pocket your money. So download True Bill to take control of your subscriptions. Very simple. It's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you do not need or want or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill makes it very simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And Truebill Concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I've been hit with unwanted renewals and it's a pain to do it yourself to go through all of those steps to get a refund. Truebill and their over 2 million users can attest that they will help you save money. It's helped them save over $100 million. So do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Locked on NBA. I've got to tell you about my friends at Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Sauce. It's local. Local is so huge right now because we're inundated with big, big corporations. Just talking about these corporations scamming you into subscriptions. They just want to try and find ways to scam you for your money. Local businesses, small mom, mom and pop shops are really important right now. And it's important to support a local business like Crack Sauce. They have local farmers. They grow 
their own pepper plants in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. They also source from farms in Concord, in Sunderland. They, they source their local ingredients and they make these in Lowell. This is a Celtic season ticket holder who's making these craft hot sauces that are versatile and multi-dimensional. It's not just a bottle of hot that's meant to torture you and see how much hot can you handle. This isn't some sort of contest. These are flavorful hot sauces with varying degrees that you can use in recipes that add flavor and heat to your dishes. I have gotten these. I, I love the variety here. There are a few different uh, options. The, the 40 Shades, which goes on almost everything, like chicken and rice, you can put it on salads. You can put it in smoothies to add a little kick to your smoothies. Sushi, sandwiches. The Mill City Red is a classic. You can put it on tacos, meats, oyster, fish, salmon, and sandwiches. Check out Crack Sauce. It's cracksauce.com. C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. With the promo code LOCKDOWN, you're going to get 10% off. These make a great gift for the hot sauce lover in your life because their package will give you a bunch of different options and the flavors can pair with a bunch of different things that you might like. So crack sauce, C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. 10% off with the promo code locked on. You're going to love it. You're going to support a local business, people who are working hard in Massachusetts and a fellow Celtics fan, a Celtics season ticket holder. So go to C-R-A-I-C crack sauce. Dot com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 10% off. Make sure you're following our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockdownCeltics on Instagram. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen. Every day, really do appreciate that. Why don't you make your second listen to Lockdown NBA podcast? which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, rotating hosts on the NBA show, covering the league as a whole. So much to cover in the league. There's a ton of news here. Michael Porter Jr. having surgery, uh, guys going down with injuries all over the place, some interesting results in the Monday night games. So check out Locked On NBA everywhere podcasts exist and on YouTube. Getting back to the quarter point of the season here, 25% of the season is done, and the Celtics at the first turn, interesting uh, situation, we're looking at three big storylines, Tatum's evolution, Tatum's passing is a big storyline for the Celtics, I was going to include Jalen Brown, but he missed so much time that it's just not fair right now, not only is it not fair because his sample size is much smaller, but coming back from the injury, he's admittedly not 100%. He's playing shorter stints. He's on a minutes restriction. And he's not playing the type of game I think that he would when he's 100% healthy. So I'm not going to dive into Jalen Brown's numbers right now. Out of fairness to him, I want to have him get a bigger sample size so we can see what Jalen can do. You know, I'm not going to compare 20, 20, what, 21 games of Jason Tatum to... Uh, what is it, 11, 12 games of Jalen Brown? It's too small. So, But with Tatum, there's obviously a huge push to get him to be more of a playmaker. I thought the the numbers for the Toronto game were super interesting. When you compare him to this regular season, his passing numbers. Now, this is NBA tracking data, which is admittedly wonky. Like, 
for example, the, the first quarter of the Spurs game, they, they put uh, an Al Horford jumper from the free throw line. They listed as from the middle of the paint. There was like seriously like a four foot difference. So the tracking data is not perfect by any stretch, but however, it is the only thing that we have that gives us a sense of some of these numbers. So these aren't a hundred percent correct. I don't think, but it's what we have. And so we're going to work with them as best we can. His passing numbers this season, 44.2 passes per game, 3.7 assists, 0.7 secondary assists, which are the, the hockey assists, the, the pass that leads to the pass that, that leads to the bucket, 8.5 potential assists and 10.7 assist points created. So his assists create 10.7 points per game. Compare that to the Toronto game, 58 passes, 10 assists, no secondary assists, 15 potential assists, and 31 assist points created. When we look at that game from Tatum in in Toronto, that is the game that I think we would love to see Tatum play, minus all of the misses. We'd like to see Tatum hit a normal percentage of those shots while also making all of these plays for other people. The passing in that Toronto game was the best passing of Tatum's career, I think, overall. And these numbers, I think, support that. Not only did he have 10 assists, but 15 potential assists. That's tremendous. It's almost twice of what he is, is normally producing, right? So that game is, I think, the standard. The question for Tatum right now is, is that a breakthrough or is that the aberration? And I think the the big thing for Ime Adoka is to say in the film session, hey, here's you sucking from the field, shooting two of 16, absolutely can't hit a damn thing, but you created 31 points for the team, which you could score 30 and create no points for the team, or you could have the opportunity to score whatever you scored and the shots didn't fall, but also create 31 points for the team. That's amazing. I think that message needs to get through. And not only that, 15 potential assists, which means a pass that either leads to a missed shot, a turnover, or something else that it could have been when the player caught it, it could have been an assist. So not only did he have 10 assists, but the 15 potential assists. You look at the tracking over the course of the, the season, the last 15 game games, 3.7 assists, 8.6 potential assists. 3.8 assists over the last 10 games, 8.7 potential assists. Over the last five games, 4.6 assists, 11 potential assists. Now that includes the Toronto game, but you see that it's slowly ticking upwards. Now, if we accept that Tatum's not going to shoot this poorly all season long. That's just that's just not, I do not accept that that's possible. The passing is slowly coming along, which does lead me to that question that I presented before. Is it a breakthrough or is it an aberration? Considering that it came off of the San Antonio game where he was specifically chastised by Ime Odoka for trying to go for his own rhythm at the expense of the team, that he came out and responded to that criticism by 
throwing all of those passes. Like, I don't know if he was trying to prove a point or if he was trying to prove something to his coach or just following orders. But the point that was proven was that when you play like that, Jason Tatum, it doesn't matter quite as much if you score. Because, yeah, you should score more and you can probably, I mean, he averages over 20 points a game anyway. So eight points in a game is is definitely an aberration. If you score your normal amount and pass the ball like this, I mean, wow, 31 assist points created. Okay, maybe that's on the high side. What if it's 21 assist points created and he actually scores his 20 to 25 points? And now he's accounting for, via the basket or via the pass, 45 points in a game? That's elite level basketball. You know, I get challenged a little bit on Twitter by people saying players are who they are and you can't push them to be something that they're not or you or, or you can't make them something that they're not. And the response is, Ime Odoka is pushing a 23-year-old to add elements to his game and it's uncomfortable right now and maybe that's contributing to the poor shooting. But he's challenging a young player to make his game more well-rounded. There's nothing wrong with that. And if Ime Odoka can get this, and maybe not the Toronto game on a regular basis, that may, maybe that's the extreme. Maybe we cannot expect Jason Tatum to average close to 10, point, 10 assists per game. But that push to become that player or be, get closer to that player, that's, that's a good thing. Tatum getting closer to that is important, and I think this is going to be a great thing for Tatum, but the key thing here is to make that Toronto game the turning point, the breakthrough, the aha moment. Because if that's just a an aberration, then so what? But if that's the that oh wow, I can do this, you know, that epiphany of okay, I see what you're saying now, Ime. Let me let me let me work this. Let me, let me figure this out. Get more comfortable doing that. Get more comfortable getting your shots. Understand that you're still going to get your shots. The 16 shots that he got were tied for the most in the team, and he still threw 58 passes. That's, you know, you shoot eight of 16 from the field. A couple of them are threes, a few free throws. Next thing you know, you're averaging into the 20 points, and you've created 31 assist points. We'll see where Tatum goes. The, the potential there is is out of this world. Marcus Smart. The numbers for Marcus Smart are very interesting. And another show where I do not expect the Marcus Smart trolls to show up in the YouTube comments. That is coming up. First, I got to talk to you about Bet Online that has you covered all season long. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet online reminds your number one spot remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. With every you deposit, you'll get fifty percent of that as a welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On. So basketball, football, hockey, basketball, boxing. UFC. I said basketball twice because I really love it. Your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available 
for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Locked On Celtics podcast is on YouTube now, so make sure you're subscribed to that if you want to watch the show. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. I just told you about Bet Online. Why not make Locked On Bets your second listen every day? It's your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free, it's available on all platforms. They have been on a heater. If you've been following their advice, for the past couple of months, you've probably made some money. So check out Locked On Bets everywhere podcasts exist. All right, the Marcus Smart numbers. This is, I don't want to say a victory lap because there's there's noise in these numbers. But here's the thing. What's the, the people who have listened on a regular basis, you know what I've said when, when it comes to Marcus Smart about him starting as the point guard. I said two things. I said his passing is on point, and I think his passing is good enough to be a starting level point guard. And the second thing is his shooting is going to improve because he's going to get more corner three pointers by starting at the top and then funneling through. By the time the ball works around, he's going to be in the corner more and he's going to get more three pointers. And that ultimately is going to raise his shooting percentage. So his shooting percentage is dog shit right now. (laughs) It's bad. It's 28.7%. Down from 33%. And you might say, ha ha, John, busted, you're wrong. Like, nah, no, no, no. I'm not wrong necessarily because the concept of him starting as the point guard was inherently dependent on Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams. It was not dependent on Dennis Schroeder getting a bunch of starts in place of Jalen Brown, who got who missed half the season. And so the the way I look at this, the, the support that I have for my notion, my theory, here are the numbers that support this. He has increased his corner three pointers from pat this past season. Last season, 14.5% of his three pointers came from the corners and he shot 48.7%. This season is up to 20.8%. So he's up more than six percent of his three pointers uh, an increase, those have come from the corners and he's hitting 52.4%. So he's he's taking a higher percentage of his three-pointers from the corner and he's hitting them at a higher rate, but he's taking so many shots from everywhere else. 70% of his three-pointers are coming from above the break and that's dragging everything down. This is a small sample size, but this, I think, supports my point. In the last four games with Jalen Brown back in the starting lineup in one of these games without Dennis Schroeder at all, Marcus Smart is taking 24 three-pointers. 10 of those 24 three-pointers have come from the corner. 14 have come above the break. So a much different distribution, a much higher percentage of his three-pointers when he's starting as the point guard. And it's not him and Dennis Schroeder side-by-side where Schroeder is the primary ball handler. When he's starting as the point guard in the last four games, 10 corner threes, 14 above the break. 
He's shooting 50% from the corner on those 10. He's 5 of 10. Above the break, he's shooting 21.4%, which is crap. And why I say you don't want to shoot those above the break threes. Drive those and, okay, maybe you take one or two. Like, I'm not saying don't take any. You've got to take one or two. That's fine. But don't take as many. The shot distribution still has to continue to skew towards the corner. Marcus Smart from the corner is a good three-point shooter. The numbers continue to support this. No matter how dog shit his three-point percentage is, his actual shooting from the corner is good. 50% over the last four games, 52.4% on the season. Marcus Smart can hit corner threes. That's acceptable. So if Jalen Brown can stay healthy, if the Celtics can stay healthy... I think that Marcus Smart's three-point shooting normalizes even if that above-the-break number is still crap because over, over those last, last four games, he's shooting 33%, which is not still not good, but at least not 27%. And so if he can just push that above the break, if he can just normalize a little bit above the break, he'll be a 34 35% three-point shooter. That's all you need him to be. That's it. That's all you need him to be. So Marcus Smart, as the starting point guard, I think it's it, it works. And I think his numbers over the last 10 or 12 games have supported that. His passing numbers this season, overall, 48 passes per game, 5.7 assists. The, numbers, the, the number of assists, exactly the same as last year. The number of passes, basically the same. 0.5 secondary assists this season, basically the same. 11 potential assists this season, up from 8.6. The assist points created, the same, 14.4. Last year was 14.3. So his potential assists, every every number is very much the same after everything he's been through. The potential assists up by, what is it, 2.4? So that suggests that the Celtics' poor shooting is being is impacting those overall numbers. Last five games, 49.6 passes. So a few more passes. Seven assists, up 1.3. secondary assists, okay, that's fine. Same, the number's the same. 13.8 potential assists. So his number's higher and up significantly over the 8.6 from last year. 18.4 assist points created over the last five games. That's up from... The overall season, 14.4, and last year's 14.3. Marcus Smart as the point guard over the last five games is significantly passing. His assists are up. He's passing more. The potential assists are up, and he's creating just by assists 18.5 points per game. Marcus Smart as the point guard, I'm giving it a thumbs up. I think Marcus Smart as the point guard works. I think the numbers at the 25% mark of the season a quarter of the way into the season, are supporting Marcus Smart as the starting point guard. The numbers are there. His shooting, not good right now. That can improve over time. I think Marcus Smart is working in this role. The more these guys play together, the more they figure things out, the more Marcus Smart is going to be better at that point guard position. Some of these assists are going to be from steals and touchdown passes starting the break. That's going to be, I think, a big part of his game. But I think Smart as the the starting point guard works. And at this point, at the quarter point of the season, 
we see a Celtics team that's got a really good defense and a defense that could even get better and an offense that is on the cusp of being above average. Is it ever going to be a great offense? I don't know. They need a lot of things to happen. And frankly, the amount of things they need to happen and go well might be a little too much to ask at this point. But they can go from average to below average. I think the numbers support them going to an above average defense. Top third in the league. Maybe maybe in the top 10, but at least in that top 11, 12, I think they can get there. And if things go really well, if that Toronto game is really something, um, a discovery for Jason Tatum, then they can get into the top 10. Top five defense, top 10 offense, you've got a good team, and you never know what's going to happen. A lot of teams are bunched up here. A tough portion of the schedule is coming up. We'll see how much of this translates if they can continue. At this point, a quarter of the way into the season, these aren't set in stone, but we're seeing the trends. The trends point in a very clear direction, and we're going to see how those maintain themselves. So stay with the podcast. Uh, I want to say, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I changed my Twitter handle. No longer am I Reds Army underscore John. And right now, uh, I've changed it to John underscore Corrales. John underscore Corrales. It's my name with an underscore between it. Keep it simple. Love Reds Army, but those days are gone. Reds Army is shut down. So those, sorry. So John, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter. Thank you for following me there. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe and get the podcast. It's free. It's daily. Make it your first listen every day. It's available everywhere podcasts exist. It's on YouTube. Please subscribe to the, the YouTube channel. Really trying to push that. Search Lockdown Celtics on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales, and you'll see I'm tweeting out these things constantly. And if you are a subscriber, please share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.